Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. There you go. I did it again on the new platform. Woo-hoo! Welcome, everyone, to the Bull Nation Live podcast. I am your host, Edgar De Jesus, and yes, I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. Today, we're talking business, and we're answering your business questions. I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, the podcast where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. But before we get started today, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, Ultimate Pool Tools, the SPPA, Blu-ray XL, Aquastar Pool Products, Natural Chemistry, Raypack, and Heritage Pool Supply. We want to thank them for their continued support. Zach, good evening. How you doing? I was doing good until I started hearing the monsters in the attic, and now I'm a little on edge right now. I don't know what's happening up there. You afraid of little ghosts? Is that what the story is? Particularly like ghosts. I like closure on everything. And so when I hear things that I don't know what they are, it gets to me. So if I start screaming and running out of here, then you'll know what's going on. I do have to tell you, if that's the case, you could definitely not go where I was raised, my friend. Is it haunted? That would be like petrifying. So first of all, it's in the middle of the island. It's just one house out in the woods. It was all complete wood. And then the floor, literally, you could see through the wood down to the first floor. And the doors were all the way to the ceiling. They're wood doors all the way to the ceiling. And none of the wood is like gaps. So you would have like little spots. And with the humidity in Puerto Rico and stuff, you get into the rooms and the rooms have that must smell. And the best way to describe it, and you're probably not from the era, but John, you are. It was literally like when you were a kid. Oh, time out, bro. Was, what are you, why are you was, dating me? I'm dating you because you're close to my age. But John, remember as a kid when Friday the 13th movies were actually scary? Now you look at them and you're like, whatever. My kids watch that and they're like, that's so stupid. But for us, remember how bad it was? Oh, yeah. Now imagine in the middle of the woods, no houses around you complete wooden house and everywhere that you're walking like everything's creaking and making noises and you hear all these zach you just wouldn't survive like the set of every horror movie it was it totally was and as a kid it was always scary because i was the youngest of the cousins and all the older cousins were always talking about murder stuff at night because that was the cool thing and i was the one in the corner balled up afraid covered waiting for friday the 13th dude to come and kill me (laughs) see i would have gone a completely different way thinking from where you're from that it would be more of a hut out on the beach by the ocean and you have sunken treasure ships or something like (laughs) that type of scary stuff not like the woods being from where you're from that's what i'm thinking we did have both we did have tons of beach time but the beach wasn't scary and that part wasn't scary so how you doing john i'm doing well i'm tripping out on zach because he is really freaked out right now he's really tripping out huh dude he is like looking over his shoulder i'm hearing things we all know Zach's like superstitious, believes in all that. Remember when he went on a trip that one time and sent us videos of, or a picture of a ghost in a picture? Remember? What was that about? He still has that picture. As a matter of fact, we were doing the SPPA podcast and he was pulling out the picture showing, trying to decipher that little kid really? standing in the corner. Oh yeah. That was real. That was his talking point. And then right away they saw it and they're like, what was it that they said? Oh no, that's the corner of the lamp with this and that, blah, blah, blah. That was a different picture. Oh, that was a different picture. I'm going to post the picture on Instagram and everyone can decide. Everybody could decide if that's the case. Other than that, I'm doing okay over here. I (laughs) I don't have any ghosts that I'm aware of, or they don't care enough about me to let me know they're here, but uh, it is a little hot. Unfortunately, today, one of our AC units went out at the house. Uh Uh-huh. 
We have two AC units, so the way I have it all figured out is we have like the bedroom AC going, and then I have these fans that we got from Costco pushing the air from one area of the house all the way to the other area of the house. So I got all these like floor fans going and keeping things circulating and cooled down until we can get the AC people to come out. But it was quite the adventure today, but I'm nice and cool in my bedroom, so that's all. I'm okay. Kids could survive. <laughs> the kids will survive with the, the kids will be fine, dude. They, don't, they don't give a crap, dude. The kids like whatever. My daughter is a little princess, and she gets a little frustrated last night when she had to get up and leave her room and go sleep in the living room because it was so hot in her bedroom because the AC went out. But other than that, the boys, they can care less. I mean, we can get hit by a meteor as long as it didn't hit the house and it was out front or there was a big explosion out front. As long as it didn't interrupt their game time or their phones, <laughs> they wouldn't even notice. They're oblivious. They come out of the room when the Wi-Fi is gone. Other than that, <laughs> they'll come out and say, where's the router? I need to reset the router. Or when they run out of hot Cheetos or Takis to eat or some crap like that, right? Where's the thing more hot Cheetos, Dad? Do we have any lemons? <laughs> Let me ask you this, John. Yeah. So in your house, is it you buy a bag? So at my house, it's the Takis. And I will buy a bag of Takis and I'll buy the family size. And the next day they'll come over. Hey, we need more Takis. Oh, dude, are you kidding me, bro? I'm like, I literally just bought one yesterday. And then they go, oh, that wasn't yesterday. It was like two days ago. I go, no, I went yesterday to the grocery store. Dude, not even that. Look, we buy when we get them because they're expensive. They're like four bucks or five bucks a bag now. For the for small cheaper. bag. I know. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then I have five people that eat them in the house. Uh-huh. Dude, I have to buy a lot. It's not uncommon to spend 50 bucks on hot Cheetos or 60 bucks on hot <laughs> Cheetos. Dude. And it's like what the problem is sometimes, and I started them like years ago. I ate hot Cheetos with lemon and I don't eat it much anymore. But once in a while, I'll get a craving and I'll have a little bit of them. And they all know when I go out, hey, I bought all this friggin' hot Cheetos. I spent $1,000 on hot Cheetos. And then when dad (laughs) finally wants to go have a little bowl of them, they're not there. Everybody knows in the house that, look, you can help yourself to whatever you want, as much as you want, as long as you don't take the last one. If it's like my drinks, my energy drinks, or whatever I have there, the last one needs to be there because I need to know when I grab it or JD gets it for me that I don't have any more and we need to get more of them. Otherwise, when I want one and it's not there, I get irritated. So long story short, if I do decide I'm getting a bag of hot Cheetos and it was the night before, I'm thinking I'm okay because we bought so many bags the night before two days ago that there would be some. No, they're gone. And what ends up happening is over the week, throughout the week, I'll end up finding him like open up in the laundry room in the cabinet. They're, they're stashed up there. No. Or, oh, dude. Or they're stashed in a room or in the TV media center because that's what they do. <laughs> they hide them from each other because they're all animals and they go eat them. So I swear, <laughs> yesterday I was in the living room or in the kitchen with Janie and, and Thalia was there. And she thought, hey, dad, I'll say, I want to go to Hot Check. And I was going to the Hot Cheetos, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I go, were they all gone? Mm-hmm. And, Flea goes like this, and she opens up a cabinet where the pasta strainers are at, right? And she's like, I got one stashed in here for you in case you need one, Dad. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'll hook you up, Dad. I'll hook you up. And then you know what blows my mind? I go today to go get some. It's gone. (laughs) One of my little animals, one of my little humans found them, right, and then devoured them. That's the game that we play with Takis and with uh, Hot Cheetos in our house. I absolutely love it. My biggest pet peeve, John, is two things. So we buy big bulk of stuff like you guys do. And all of a sudden, we'll buy a big bag of the ruffles. And then I come over and and the ruffle bags are gone. And it's like you said, each one of them comes and they take all their bags to their rooms. And so they have all the bags in their rooms. And then they come out of the rooms, John, and this is the part that drives me crazy. Two days later, they'll come out. They'll come out of the room with the bag, just eating out of the bag. I'm like, are you kidding me? Why don't you just put some in a bag and take those to your room and leave the rest there? No, whenever they eat them, they got to take the whole bag and they got to keep sticking their dirty hands into the freaking bags and eating M&Ms and the chip. And I'm like, oh my God. And then when they open them up, they got 10 bags. They'll open up nine of them instead of finishing one completely and going through them. And then they all leave them open. They all go stale. And it's just nothing worse than biting into a a stale Cheeto. Put like a lock on the pantry. You just get ready because you're getting there. You're getting there, my friend. Fortunately, the baby just eats baby food. So I'm not... I got a ways. It's okay. It'll be right around the corner. Don't worry about it. Welcome, everybody, to the parenting podcast tonight with Edgar and John. (laughs) (laughs) 
because we share all the crazy stories, right? So it's been a crazy week over here. I've had all kinds of issues. I don't even know if I should go into my, I don't think anybody's going to care about my drama, huh, John? Oh, we all care. We all care. My tooth drama. Tooth woes are the worst. <sighs> oh, oh, my geez. God. I got this front crown right here, and I say right here for the people that are listening to the podcast, and you yeah, can't see it's it. Right here. <laughs> it's right here. And man, I've had issues with that thing forever since I was a kid. And I got a root canal, I got a crown, I got another root canal, then it had to clean up, been cleaned up by a third time because I'm having some bone loss. And all of a sudden, I got it fixed last November, John, like right before the awards, I had an issue and I was like, great, it's going to fall out. I'm going to be on stage toothless and all this stuff. And then what ended up happening was they were able to deal with it. Well, now it's loose. So I finally go over my dentist and I'm like, look, it's loose. He's like, no, you're fine. And literally three days later, I'm going back over to his office and I'm like, look, I got a problem and I need you to figure this out because I got some things in August and then obviously September and then November. And so he's like, yeah, Edgar, I'm going to be completely honest with you. He goes, even doing surgery and doing a post, eventually it'll just fall out. He goes... I think what we need to do is we need to pull it out and we need to put braces and we need to try to close all that. And I'm like, are you kidding me? He's like, dude, that's the best advice that I could give you. My advice is go see an orthodontist. So he gives me a card to an orthodontist. I go out to the car and they're like, yeah, we could see you mid-September. I'm freaking out. I'm like, are you kidding me? So anyways, I walk back in and I go, hey, the orthodontist saying mid-September. He's like, oh, I got you. So he pulls out his phone, boop, calls the orthodontist, goes, I'll get you in at 3.30. Just go down there. I ended up taking a drive down there at 3.30. And anyway, long story short, they figured it all out. But the bad news is that tooth is coming out. And now I have to go through this two-year process of just closing that whole thing up there. So I'm not looking forward to it because I'm going to be toothless for a couple of days before the whole braces and all that kind of crap. As you can imagine, I've been having fun with that one. I've lost three days this last week dealing with that. You should have came up with a cool story. Yeah, it's not a cool story. It's you it's got just, in a fight. Yeah, but there you go. That's what I should see the fighter. other guy. He's a hidden prize fighter <laughs> in Puerto Rico. He went down there and became world champion. So that's my drama, John. I did go back over to that five million dollar build. Dude, I've been watching the videos intensely, and I know Eugene has been putting some out and talking about explaining certain things and. It's fascinating, the complexity of some of those pools. And I remember back in the day when I would walk into a backyard and I clearly remember a pool that was a higher end pool. And I considered at the time, I guess most would too, but looking at it and seeing like six or seven pumps and four filters, five filters and all these pipes and stuff and just going, wow, I'm never going to figure this out. I don't know what the hell all this is. In reality, I mean, that is the basic of the basic compared to some of the things that can be done and is being built out there, especially I was watching the different wells, that one video. He did. Uh, is that a good one or what? That's cool. And understanding it. I told him, I go, I promise you that this video is not going to be big on social media. That one won't go crazy on social yeah. media. I go, but the pool pros are going to dig this video over anything. And it's funny, he posted the one before where he's talking about the knife edge, and then people were going, you said you were going to talk about the wells, where's the video? And I'm like, oh, crap. But isn't that interesting? Yeah, because that's the cool stuff that not a lot of people get to experience and understand that, hey, these pools are much more complex than what we're used to. And if you don't do them right or properly, bad things happen. Yeah. So just watching that and was just cool. Yeah. So I did tell him, I said, next time John and Zach come out, we have to take them out to the build. And he's like, you just tell me when and we'll just drive down there and we'll just go take a look at it. And so they're making some progress on it. We went into the pump room. There's going to be, I think, like 16 or 20 pumps. That's not counting. It's going to have six of the lazy river pumps, which are the ones that go in the hydraulic doors. Those are separate. These are going to be like 16 to 20 pumps that manage all the water features and all the jacuzzis and all the kind of stuff. This thing is cool. But what I'm dying to see is I'm dying to see the wave generation equipment. Like I've never seen anything like it and I'm dying to see what that's all about. So I know Janie was commenting on there. So when Janie, I think we posted a video and Janie said some comment of, oh, I want to come out. I was with Eugene and I said, hey, Janie wants to come out. He's like, whenever they come out, let's bring them out. Let's have them take a look at it. And I'm like, hey, oh yeah. 
So Janie, it wasn't for John. It was more for you because you were the one that kind of posted it on there. So that's a little bit of the drama in my world. Nothing too crazy, too exciting, but we are getting ready for the boot camp. Poor Zach is taking <laughs> a lot of the craziness. I'm like, Zach, we need to take this. Zach, we need to get this and the chairs and the parking and the food and the, all that kind of stuff. But Zach, you could probably talk about it. How much is Hayward stepping up their game on this thing? Oh, dude, it's like Christmas in here. I wish I could tap into that. I mean, we've been getting pallets of stuff and... I'm trying to fend Justin off from installing it all because he's out there. He's catching him, chopping around, looking through. Look at all these pumps here. Oh, look at all this automation. I'm not joking. Every day we've had like a big truck pull in the parking lot. And I'm like, oh, this must be for Hayward. And they've got pallet jacks and they're driving stuff into the shop. It's pretty crazy. And I'm stressing trying to like consolidate it all. So it's like, I don't have guys like, oh, I need some of these today. Just not knowing, don't touch this stuff, please. But John, like he keeps sending me pictures and it's like pallets and pallets of equipment. And I'm like, we're doing an automation. Zach, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think I saw what pump boxes in there yeah there's everything like there's pallet it was like a pallet of pumps john it's awesome they understand the assignment yeah. we go big or go home yeah and they're ready to rock and roll we're glad to have them and i couldn't be more excited when i heard of how seriously they're taking it and that they're going all in on this is music to my heart and they're even going as far as like branding the room as well with vinyl stickers and getting that room prepped and ready to rock and roll. And that's exactly what we're looking to do. We're looking to set the tone and anybody that's going to be lucky enough to be there and be one of the 80 that get to go, it's going to be worth their while. Nobody wants to have them fly out to Texas where it's hot as hell to go to just another regular old run-of-the-mill trainings. And that's not what we're trying to accomplish here. And we want to give good quality education. And we teamed up with the best in the business. And they're stepping up to the plate and delivering. And I can't wait to see the outcome and get feedback from everybody that got to experience it. And I'm sure we're going to get some good videos of it. And we'll get to post for people that didn't have a chance to go so they can be prepared to show up to the international show because we're going to have the big boot camp there because this is technically our mini boot camp. And if Hayward's doing this for the mini boot camp, I can't wait to see what they're going to be doing for the full-size boot camp over in Las Vegas. Yeah, and in Las Vegas, they're going to be adding another class. So in Las Vegas, we're going to have the pump class. We're going to have the automation. We're going to have the heater. And then they're going to bring out their new salt system, the one that's 800 to 8,000 ppms of salt. They're going to bring that one and do a salt system class as well. So we'll have a classroom style on managing salt pools, right? Getting into the, all the nitty gritties of testing and how to convert pools and do all that fun stuff. And then obviously they'll have the class for the hands-on where they'll be able to connect these things and set them up. And on top of that, they're giving some of those away to the pool guy and pool girl of the year. Oh, yeah, baby. So for the pool guy and pool girl of the year... Have we figured out the prizes yet? We could talk about it unofficially, but it's pretty much going to be another full pad for the pool guy that wins and the pool girl that wins. That's awesome. We will have a full pad for them as a prize. They'll have the ultimate poll. They'll be getting a couple other things. So we're working on a couple other things that we'll be announcing soon, but it's going to be epic. And then I've been getting a lot of messages with people that are going to the awards already. I was worried about Formula One. There'll be 300 people easy at the Pool Nation Awards again this year. It's just going to be absolutely amazing. Anyways, so let's get through some notes here so that we can start this podcast. Look at Zach's face. He's in panic mode. No pressure, Zach. No pressure, yeah, bud. Because <laughs> what, what we said this year is that this year it's going to be him on the stage, John, so that he can... Yeah. But, For the but last John, two years, uh, I've been up there hosting it solo, pretty much. Solo, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's time to pass the torch down to Zach. Should I just apologize in advance? Yeah. He's freaking out. It's his normal thing, John. He freaks out and then he nails it anyway. Yeah, so. but one time I'm not going to nail it. So let's just hope this isn't <laughs> we'll, the time. We'll be there for you. <laughs> we got you. So Zach will be hosting those. So we'll be able to stand by and watch and Dude, i'm just excited i'll get to actually eat because right? we haven't gotten to eat edgar you're running around doing your thing zach is just sitting there like a statue yeah in the corner <laughs> watching me like the bodyguard like you seen the movie bodyguard with whitney houston on the stage kevin costner Dude, that's exactly <laughs> what it looks like just sitting and, there and watching around shaking hands <laughs> kissing babies and saying hi to everybody and i'm up there yapping my mouth going through the awards geez how many awards are we announcing and then at the end of the day when it's all done we're like we're famished yeah uh, 
we're looking around all the food ravenous this ravenous ravenous ravenous, ravenous. Yes. yeah <laughs> this year i want to be able to get down and mingle with everybody and eat some food but Put here's party the thing. afterwards yeah here's the thing year one I took one bite of a taco and somebody called me. Neither one of you tried that food the first year. You guys didn't try it at all. I took one bite of one taco and I had to throw the rest of it away. And then last year, it was nothing. I didn't touch anything. And then that day was bad because we started early. So we didn't eat breakfast. And then we were scrambling, remember, because we got some of the tablecloths late. So we were scrambling to put all the tables together. So we didn't have lunch. And then we didn't have dinner that day. Yeah, it was rough. I don't know how you survived that one, John, because... I didn't survive. Yeah, you were bad at the end of the day. So let's see here. We have a good question here that we're going to answer in just a minute. Let me get it through some things, Mike, here, and we will talk about that here in just a second. Let's get through some housekeeping notes. So we did talk about it. We have the Pool Nation Boot Camp that's going to be happening August 18th and 19th in Houston, Texas at the Pool Boys. And Zach is going to be expecting us with open arms down there and ready to go. On Friday, we're going to be doing classes with Water Chemistry 101 with Terry Arco. We're going to be doing a class on everything you need to know about borates with Mr. John J.J. Flawless. Managing Salt Pools with Hayward. We're going to be doing Understanding Ozone with Steve Barnes. And then we're going to have a Next Level Water Chemistry with Terry Arco to wrap up the day for Friday. And then on Saturday, we are going to be doing the hands-on classes with the Variable of Speed Pumps with Aquastar. That's going to be Todd, Steve, and Brian Crisson. And then we're going to be doing the automation installation and programming with Hayward that we just talked about it. And so everybody get ready, come down there. It's going to be a great event. And I do want to give a shout out to the sponsors, which by the way, Zach, Chris from Blu-ray sent me a message that their roll-up banner is on the way and it's going to be going and heading down your way. So we'll have that out there. So big shout out to the sponsors of the bootcamp, the SPPA, Blu-ray, Hasa, Aquastar, and Hayward Pool Products. Thank you so much for helping us put that together. The other thing is the Women's Summit is going to be August 24th and 25th, and that is going to be out here in McKinney, Texas at the Heritage Headquarters. We're super excited about that. We're going to have some public speaking classes, communication workshops. We're going to have some Q&As. We are going to have a main keynote speaker, and then I'm super excited, guys, because Alicia Stevens is going to be the MC for the event, and the Aqua Magazine just did a great article. I don't know if you guys saw it. Did you guys see the article from Aqua Magazine? I didn't. You haven't seen it yet? No. Oh, they did a two-page article on it. They did a phenomenal job. Right, John? I think it was well-written. It looked great, and just got me all pumped up again to be a part of it. So Zach, you got to check it out. I'll send it over to you. I'll send the link. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you can look at it. Absolutely. Awesome. And then the other thing is that the pool nation nominations are open. They close August 15th. So get out there, everybody nominates, nominate, nominates, and it's going to be super exciting. So Jeanette is saying it was a fantastic article. So you guys can actually go to aquamagazine.com. It's on their homepage. You can check it out there. I also posted it on social media. You can get through those links and get to that. Guys, let's do this. So we have a couple questions that we're going to jump into here very quickly. But believe it or not, we've already been chit-chatting for 30 minutes. Let's do this. Let's take a word from our sponsors. And then as we come back, we will jump into that first question that we have. We'll be right back. The HyperPole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision-crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. 
Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. Blu-ray all day. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pro's time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Natural Chemistry, a leader in specialty water care solutions for over 30 years, is proud to provide products that make pool service easier than ever before. Its unique enzyme formulations in Pro Series Pro Blend improve efficiency of your pool program while reducing frequency of filter cleaning and scum lines. Natural Chemistry is also well known for its wide variety of phosphate removal solutions that include a non-clouding formula in phosphory and extremely high range removal with Pro Series Foss Remove or Foss Free Max. Save time, save money, save work with Pro Series products. Stop sacrificing durability or efficiency with the help of Raypack's new Avia HD models that utilize NITEC, their exclusive industry-first technology. NITEC Heat Exchanger Technology is Raypack's latest solution to superior strength and maximum efficiency when it comes to residential pool heating. With 900% more nickel compared to Cooper Nickel in critical surfaces, NITEC creates an ideal surface to protect against scale formation and erosion without compromising on Avia's 84% thermal efficiency. Learn more at raypack.com slash nitech. Welcome back, everybody, to the Nation Live podcast with my host. Okay, we have a new board that we're using here today, and I'm, like, completely botching this up. I got to change the settings on this thing for it to auto-stop, and it doesn't, so. You're just getting too reliant on Spider. That's what the problem is. I do enjoy having Spider. Our own guy doing all the, the audio and video and taking care of everything, and all you got to do is just show up with your makeup on. Now you actually have to put in some work like we used to do and you're screwing it all up. And I'm sitting here and I just had, I was just able to do the overlays with the name of the people that were commenting and I can put them up. And then now I can only do the words and I'm still getting good at this, but I think this is a new platform that we're going to use probably from now on. Let me see if I could do this. Let me see if I could get this. To, there you go. Just picked up uh, direction and drove. We're in Palo Pinto County. So that's Jeanette. Jeanette likes to spend the weekends and go different places in Texas all the time and stuff like that. So she's out there driving and she was saying, anybody else for a Saturday drive and listening to your favorite podcast? Woo woo. Yeah. I'm a passenger and not hundred percent sure where you are. So Jeanette, big shout out to you out there. We appreciate that big time. Mr. Zach and John, are you guys ready to rock and roll with some questions here? I think so. We got what? 20 minutes left, maybe we might be able to get, maybe get to the first question. We're going to try to keep it short. Hopefully. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But I do have to tell you this. So man, we've been doing a lot of podcasts where it's just not the three of us. I know. It's been a little while, right? We just had this conversation. I said, we got to get back to our roots a little bit. Start having more of these back to what it is that we love to do. Not that we don't love to do the other ones. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm saying. No. Yeah. 
our purpose and what we're trying to do is answer questions, educate and help people. And this is one way of doing it along with having our guests on too and talking about what they have to offer as well. But it's fun to get back into the saddle and get these questions going because we have a laundry list of them. (laughs) (laughs) We keep saying everything. It's like, Jesus, we never get through them. And we made it a mission now to where we're going to start popping them out and get these questions answered. You know what I think it was? I think it's just that we had such an amazing turnout of questions that we thought, hey, we'd get a couple here and there, but dude, we just get blown up with questions. Got bombarded, yeah. Wow. And I think we underestimated just a tad bit. We're up for the challenge though, and here we are. So we're going to be dedicating some podcasts in the future to just answering questions. Hopefully we can get through a few of them today. And I do have to give a shout out to our team because they listened to the podcast. And as we had all these questions that kept coming at the beginning, I was just getting them via email. We have a project manager and she listens and does all that. And so she heard that I was talking about all these questions and stuff like that. I showed up and we did our Zoom call one of the days and she's like, hey, I got a little surprise for you. And I'm like, yeah, what's that? She created in our admin panel. So where we go in. I don't just get them in emails. Now she has an inbox for me in the server where I can go in and we have all the questions in there so that I can't uh, this was say. It's a daily reminder of how behind we are, right? And how much shit we got to do. <laughs> so we decided to do that to make sure that you're able to get through all your questions so that you don't lose any of your questions. If even she's looking at that, then we're like, uh-oh. So here's the first question. Thanks for taking my question. It's complicated, but I haven't heard anyone talk about servicing commercial pools before, particularly in my area. The pools are on a 12-month contract with chemicals included. I haven't ever heard anybody talk about pricing commercial pools for the service part. In my area, the pools are seasonal, so you have to make all your money that you're going to make to do for the year during the summer months. I'd like to be more competitive on my bids. I feel I'm always coming in high, but not 100% sure because I don't ever get any feedback. It's either I get it or I don't get it. What advice do you have? Hmm, Me? I don't service commercials. This is definitely (laughs) all you. I joked around that Zach was going to go, yeah, we don't service commercial pools for that. (laughs) I have no clue. Oh, that's awesome. John, what are your thoughts? We answered this question on Instagram Live on Wednesday. And what we like to do is obviously during our podcast, we have different viewers and we also like to memorialize it through our podcast because not everybody has Instagram and God knows sometimes things happen with Instagram pages. As we find out, we can lose that information and we can't say, oh, yeah, go look at our Instagram Live. And it's not as easy to find. So I had some time to think about it. We answered it. I think I spent about 20, 25 minutes talking about it. And I came up with a little bit more of a condensed form to get this question answered. I don't know what's more frustrating. One of the most common questions I get is how much do you charge? How much should I charge? And maybe it's because I think, or when people ask those questions, they're looking for a specific dollar amount for me to be able to give them, right? Or for us to be able to tell them. And that is not our job or not our place to do that. It all depends truly on a few things. And one, it depends on obviously the market and the area you're in. And two, how much money you need to make off of it, because that is truly the question you need to be able to answer first. And in order to come up with that, you need to have a good understanding of what your expenses are and how much money you need to be able to make or how much profit you need to be able to make. And whatever that profit margin is or whatever that dollar amount is, that's where your starting point is. Okay. When it comes down to what you're going to be charging for a commercial account, I can say this though, and I'm not trying to be vague because we can't tell people what to charge. What we're trying to stress out and say, Hey, is everybody needs to understand what their worth is. And to know that our jobs are much more complicated and much more complex and much more important than some people seem or believe it is because they don't have a clue or a grasp of what good quality pool services and all the things that we need to understand and all the responsibilities we need to take a hold of in order to do our job correctly. When you price out a commercial pool, you need to throw residential out the window. It is a completely different beast. And when you're going out to a property, it depends Obviously, most importantly, on how many times you're going to be visiting, how many men or women or employees are going to need to be there at that property servicing the property. And then as far as this question, when it comes to chemicals, I would personally avoid 
adding chemicals or including chemicals in your commercial service uh, for a couple of reasons. One, because you don't know how many chemicals you're going to need to use. And it's very hard to come up with a solid number of what's going to be needed because it varies drastically based on season, based on bather load, based on accidents, based on a, a bunch of different things. Unless you have a lot of experience in commercial work, and if you did have that much experience in commercial work, you probably wouldn't be asking this question. So I would say what I would do is do not include chemicals into it. And that is usually the standard or the norm across the country. Now, there might be pockets or markets like your specific area where some do include them. But that doesn't mean that you need to include them, right? Just because someone else is doing it doesn't mean that's what you need to do. So first and foremost, keep chemicals excluded or keep them separate. When it comes down to servicing and what dollar amount to do, you need to figure out what your hourly rate is and what you would charge to service or how much, let's say, whatever your hourly rate may be. And for us, for instance, it's $150 an hour. So if I'm going to be at a property, I'm going to charge $150 an hour to service that account or that pool or whatever it may be. And you need to look at the bodies of water, how much time it's going to take to service the pool. And you can take into consideration usually the landscaping and all that kind of stuff and the people that are in there. But most commercial pools don't have much landscaping around them. They're all concrete. There's not dirt. You're not going to get a lot of heavy debris and crap in there. Well, you might get crap. You'll probably get crap in there, but <laughs> you won't get debris in there unless it's plastic cups or bottle caps or toys or whatever it may be. But as far as like leafy debris and, and, and crap, like that's not necessarily really it, but you need to take into consideration how long it's going to take for you to vacuum that pool, test the pool, dose the pool, brush the pool, and however long that may be, whether it's an hour and a half or however it is, and then for all the pools, and then come up with whatever that dollar amount is. If you need to be at, you pay an employee X amount of money and you charge X amount of money, figure it out by service, by stop. So if you're going to be there three times a week, five times a week, and it's going to take you an hour, and I'm just throwing numbers out there, and it's $100 an hour for service, and you're going to be there for one hour per day, and then plus whatever margins you want or however it may be, if so if it's $100, a stop. And then that's how you're going to do it. Usually is how you would want to do it. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be competitive with some of the people in your market. And I know that's the biggest concern you have now, because what the frustrating thing is with commercial properties, especially private commercial properties like hotels and like apartment complexes and places like that, that have commercial pools, they will go out there and they'll get a bid from three contractors at minimum. And they usually go with the cheapest. Sometimes they'll go with the middle of the road. Rarely do they go with the high end. And the only time they'll go with the high end or the highest bid is if one, you do a wow factor and you prove or you completely sell them on it. And the person that you are having that meeting with is the decision maker and they don't have to take it back to the HOA board or to the board of directors or whatever it may be, because that can get lost in translation. If you're having that conversation and you wow them with it, with your attention to detail, your knowledge, and you sell them on it, then yes, they will go with the higher bid on those occasions at some time. But more chances than not, if you are usually the highest one, you won't get the account. And my suggestion for this is one, I never believe in selling yourself short. As a business owner, you need to come up with a number. And whatever that number is, you need to operate at and the profit margins you need to make. You should stick to them and you should never go below it. You want to walk into any backyard or any property to service any pool and feel good about what you're doing. You don't want to have any regret. Or well, there's some pools that we do and it's 120 degrees outside. And I'm out there for two, three hours with three people servicing a pool or a property. And I know, and it sucks and trust me, it's not good. But at the end of the day, I know that I'm being paid well for this and I feel good about it. So it keeps me to continue to do it and to not cut corners or slack or something like nobody wants to do that. So in order for you to get that, here's a tip that I like to use and that I've used in the past. I give it to anybody else that asks me this question is find a local city or state or whatever it may be, swimming center or pool. For instance, out here in our area, we have a place called Fitzburn Park, and it's owned by the city of Laquita. 
and it's an Olympic sized pool and they do commercial service and they've asked us multiple times to service their property, but we chose not to do it is go to your city manager and walk into city hall and flat out ask them and go, Hey, I'd like to know how much you guys, the city pays for pool service monthly. And they have to tell you this it's public record. And all that information is public record and not secret, right? It's paid for by the taxpayers. It might give you an aha moment and you might have an epiphany and and going, oh, hey, I'm maybe really lower than I should be or way higher than what these companies are. And you can get an idea of what these cities are paying and what these public places are paying to service and maintain their swimming pools. Because at the end of the day, water is water. And if you have an Olympic-sized swimming pool here, an Olympic-sized swimming pool there, and it's a city, you're getting a lot of it. It's ultimately the same thing. And you can get yourself a good understanding of where that money's at. And then you can take that information and then you can see if it falls into your business plan, right? If it makes sense for you. And you might be like, hey, look, the profit margins on these commercial pools aren't where I want to be as a business. So this is not something I want to partake in, right? Or, hey, this can be lucrative for us. And this is within where we want to be. And if it's still feasible or it makes good business sense to price your pools around that number, then you can expect yourself to be more competitive or more on point with your other commercial bids. Because trust me, it doesn't matter whatever city you go to or whatever market you go to, there are only a few big commercial companies that service pools. Commercial service isn't necessarily something that everybody dabbles into when it comes down to bigger units or bigger properties. And they're going to be maybe one, two, three, four, five, six, maybe eight companies in your area that do commercial pools. So they're all going to be around that line. And you and that person servicing that public pool is not going to be usually a run-of-the-mill company that isn't licensed, right, that doesn't have the proper know-how or resources in order to maintain a pool like that. Because when you're talking government and stuff like that, they're a little bit more strict when it comes down to who they hire. So that'll give you some good insight. And then lastly, and this is the one thing that I think all of us sometimes have, just we forget that we can do this, but we're all in this together. Our brothers and sisters out there busting, kicking butt, any pool company or service company out there that is doing a good job and is confident in their abilities and the service that they provide doesn't feel threatened by another fellow pool service guy or gal, okay? And go out there and find out who is servicing the pools and who is doing what and get a hold of the owner and talk to them and have a conversation with them and ask them. And you might be surprised how willing they are to open up to you and to give you the 411 and the rundown on what they do and how they charge and make friends, network, and help each other out. And then you'll be able to get yourself at least armed with a little bit more knowledge so you feel more comfortable going into a, a proposal when you're throwing that bid together. And taking it to them. And then also to ask them, hey, can I get a copy of your proposal? Just ask. What's the worst that somebody could say is no. Friend, I'm, hey, do you mind if I get a copy of it? I'm looking to get into commercial pools myself. Da, 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 da. I want some insights and feedback, anything you can give me. And they'll give you the good, the bad. And they might not give it all to you, but they'll give you some good information. And if they're really guarded and they don't want to help you, then those are the types of people that you don't want to really associate with. Go find another company and there will be somebody. The majority of them will be willing to help because that's what we do. And that's what it's all about. We need to help each other. So hopefully that answered the question. I know it wasn't a direct, this is the dollar amount you need to charge, but hopefully it gets some guided and put them, puts them in the right direction. What do you think, Edgar? Yeah, I agree 100%. I had a couple of points that I was going to make and you just hit absolutely on them. So agree 100%. We did have one question that popped in and I'm going to pop it into the screen here so everybody can see it. So for those of you that, how do you guys like this now? Check out your screen. You checking out your screen, John? No. Oh yeah. Look at that. Look at that. So for everybody that's listening to the podcast, we're using a new platform. And so when people ask questions and they type them in the chat, we can actually throw the questions up. Two things here. One, the feature is really awesome. Two, I apologize to the people that have sent questions in before, right? Because we had one that popped up onto the screen. But let's answer uh, Low Buck's question here. So have you guys ever had a pool turn green on you due to high levels of metal in the water? 
If you have, what did you guys do to get it back into shape and how long did it take? Zach? Zach. I don't know that I've had a pool that's turned green that I can directly say that it was due to high metals in the water. I think anytime I've run into a green pool, there's usually higher priority items that we need to take care of first. So I'm not sure on that one. So this is what I think. When you have high metals in the water, your pool's not actually turning green from algae. Usually it's turning green from the copper oxidizing falling out of solution. When you have high metal content or high copper in water, what happens, and usually when this goes, so the normal rate we say is like 0.2 parts per million of copper in the water is okay to have. Anytime you get above that, especially once you get past 0.4, 0.5, 0.6, then you're really in the danger zone. When you add chlorine to that pool, especially what ends up happening when you add chlorine that has high pH, like Cal Hypo or liquid, because at the beginning, even though we find, we know now that when you add Cal Hypo and you add liquid chlorine, even though it has a high pH, once the chlorine has been used, there is no positive pH effect to it because the amount of acid that's created during its killing process or whatever, it ends up negating the pH bound or the pH rise. But when it comes down to that immediate section, you add a bunch of chlorine in one area, you have high chlorine and you have high pH. And what happens when pH of water increases, its ability to hold metals into solution starts to degrade or it's like a sponge, right? The lower the pH, the more ability the water has to hold metals in the water, the higher the pH, the less ability. Same thing with calcium. So when you have high copper, you can literally turn a blue pool as soon as you add chlorine to it, into a green pool. And it's not green where you can't see the bottom, but a green tint to it. That green mint. Yeah. And that's what you're probably noticing. The only other thing that can, when it comes down to metal, is I know that if you have high iron levels in water, it can actually neutralize or it can eat away at the chlorine. So that you think you're adding chlorine into the pool, but the irons are basically eating up and destroying it in it when you have high iron in it and you don't have enough chlorine in it you need to add more chlorine and maybe your pool is turning green that way because of metals but nine out of ten times because why it's turning green is because you're adding chlorine and you're creating a high ph or a perfect environment for copper to fall out of solution and the color is green as soon as ph starts to deplete and go back down and as soon as the chlorine starts to dilute and spread out throughout the pool you should see that the pool will turn blue again it'll go back to that color but that's only a temporary fix so what do you do about it? The only way to get rid of it or to stop it is to get that metal out of the water. And the only way to get that metal out of the water is one, you need to put a sequestering agent into it. So put a sequestering agent into it. So whatever is out of solution, put it back into solution and then add a product like see you later. And we've talked about this before. It's a little egg that you throw into the skimmer or into the pump basket and it'll remove metals out of the water. And that way you can get the metals down to a lower, to a safer level so that when you do shock the pool or you do add chlorine into it, you don't have to worry about that green tint or the fallout. Or the other way is you can drain the pool too, which obviously is a, another option. But sometimes draining the pool isn't really a solution because the water that you put in there, and I know you're from Northern California, I don't think you're really on well water, but a lot of times this is an issue when people have well water and the water that you're going to be putting in is just as bad as the water that's in the pool. So diluting it isn't going to really do anything because you always have to test your fill water first. So finding ways to remove that or purifying the water in there is the best way to eliminate that issue. So on that note, <laughs> yes, I have watched a pool turn green before my eyes, after I shocked it. Yeah. And it turned nuclear green, not yeah. algae green, but yeah. nuclear green. <laughs> right. And I just went, yep, this is going to be a long week. And right. that haunts me. You didn't go back to the customer and say, hey, it's the... No, that is just a bad deal altogether. So after weeks, they let us go, but they did write me a nice card handwritten for all of my efforts. Yeah. I do have to tell you, I got called to one house that, and they had just replastered just their spa. And this was out in Southern California. And I don't know what they did, but all their plumbing was copper. The entire plumbing was copper. And so they called me out because they had redone the plaster 
and they had a problem where it was green. And I came out to look at the spa and I'm like, that's not green algae. That water was just filled, my friend. That's all your copper from your pipe. And of course, you know how it is. Nobody's willing to say what it was that they did, but that just had to be too acidic and just ate the copper off of the pipe. And then it was a problem. It it deposited it. It was a brand new plaster too. And so it was like, you better call them back. And I'm like, cause that plaster is done. Look, low buck. He said, we had to drain this full hundred thousand gallons. I'm assuming you're talking about the same one brother pool was on automation outside balance. Yeah. But, and then especially if it's a commercial pool, I can see it's hundred percent copper is what the problem is. Maybe before you got there, or even if it's LSI balance too, I don't think I've ever walked into a commercial pool to do a bid and not talk to them about how many heat exchangers they've been through. All they do is replace heat exchangers every single year. (laughs) And the reason why is a lot of these commercial places, what ends up happening is they're on automation. They either tab feed them if they're smaller ones, but the bigger ones are all automation and they're acid fed, but nobody seems to understand or know what bicarb is. So you can feed a ton of acid into a pool to keep the pH at 7.5, but oh my God, you have zero alkalinity in that pool and you have zero alkalinity and you run in that water through that heat exchanger and you're getting pinholes and you turn each and every one of those ray packs into a sprinkler. And that's what ends up happening. And you can look into a spa and you can see all the spalling and you can see all the delamination and you can see the mint blue copper pretty green. You know what I mean? Dude, use some bicarb for Christ's sake. Check more than pH and, uh, and chlorine. Or chlorine. Yeah. And even though now it might be on automation and LSI balance, in the past or previously, before that water was drained, you can still have a boatload of copper in there at 0. 0.4, 0. 0.5, 0. 0.6, and it still be in solution. But once you add chlorine or once something changes or it does fall out of solution or it gets to that breaking point where it falls out of solution it'll release that copper into the water until you get that pH driven back down. It's for sure copper, brother. I'm almost guaranteeing you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's copper too. Uh, yeah, he's saying it's heated year-round at 92 and it has four boilers. Yeah, even worse. It's completely crazy. Hey, guys, let's do this. Let's take our final words from our sponsors. When we come back, as Mr. Zach, Mr. John, I want to get your final thoughts. The Hyperpole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision-crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. Blu-ray, all day. 
Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pro's time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Natural Chemistry, a leader in specialty water care solutions for over 30 years, is proud to provide products that make pool service easier than ever before. Its unique enzyme formulations in Pro Series Pro Blend improve efficiency of your pool program while reducing frequency of filter cleaning and scum lines. Natural Chemistry is also well known for its wide variety of phosphate removal solutions that include a non-clouding formula in phosphory and extremely high range removal with Pro Series Foss Remove or Foss Free Max. Save time, save money, save work with Pro Series products. Stop sacrificing durability or efficiency with the help of Raypack's new Avia HD models that utilize NITEC, their exclusive industry-first technology. NITEC Heat Exchanger Technology is Raypack's latest solution to superior strength and maximum efficiency when it comes to residential pool heating. With 900% more nickel compared to Cooper Nickel in critical surfaces, NITEC creates an ideal surface to protect against scale formation and erosion without compromising on Avia's 84% thermal efficiency. Learn more at raypack.com slash nitech. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation Live podcast. How'd you guys like that? I nailed that one. It was like three words. Did you catch that? I was paying oh, attention to Yeah. Okay, okay. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation Live podcast. <laughs> of course, I get distracted and start talking and then go back, so I messed it up at the end anyways, John. <laughs> so... Anyways, welcome back to the podcast, everybody. We've been taking some questions here. And, and then, Lobuck, I think you guys are right. I did an absorbic acid treatment to the week before. That must have been the last straw. So, absolutely. He says, thank you. Thank you for tuning in, for listening, and for sending your questions in. Let me see here, Zach. Let me get your final thoughts. I think it's been a little while since we've done final thoughts on just questions. I always love these episodes where we get to talk questions, even though I didn't have very much input today. So maybe on the next one, I'll what, have... What was his input, John? His input was, I don't do commercials. <laughs> I did have a pool that turned green. Q John. What did he call it? What did he call it? Q John. Atomic green? Is that what he called it? Yeah, nuclear, nuclear green. Nuclear green. <laughs> that was this. Dude, the first time it happened to me, I shit my pants too. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, oh my God, what did I do? What's in here? That is what I screw up. And the sad thing is it was me. I'm out here talking to the team, don't do this, don't do that. And then I go out there and freaking nuke the pool and have that. But yeah. So I'm excited for the boot camp. And like we were talking about earlier, it's going to be crazy. Like we're getting a lot of stuff in. I'm excited to see it all set up in here and what the space is going to look like. And I'm just excited to get together with everyone and hang out. And the team is pumped. I was talking, we had a team meeting the other day, one of our monthly meetings, and we were talking about it. Everyone's really excited to welcome everyone to the headquarters and bring it on the home turf. And they're going to be busting their butts that week because we're closing down that Friday. So we're business is closed. We're not answering phones. We're not out in the field. We're going to be 100% participating in this. And then We've talked about it, but we'll be doing the little get-together at Rudy's on the Thursday night before, and I'm hoping to have a good turnout there and just get to hang out and network, and that's my favorite part of doing all these events and the shows and things like that is getting together, hanging out, having a good conversation. Other than that, I hope everyone has a great week and stay safe out there in the heat and prehydrate. My guys are probably super tired of hearing me use the term prehydrate because I think they use it daily all summer, but make sure you don't wait until it's too late and until next week. I just wanted to give it, do you know how many days are left Zach, before the boot camp? Uh, oh, 20. I'm not keeping track, but it's 19 days, seven hours and 43 minutes just to give you a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I'm about 45 seconds off, but don't hold that to me. And the only way I'm cheating, by the way, I'm not that You're good. You're on the site right now. Yeah, I'm no, on the website. Yeah. I have the link with our countdown. So yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> Mr. JJ, final thoughts. 
I feel a little terrible because you guys are laughing. I know Zach is completely stressing out and I know Edgar, you're the man behind all the orchestration and putting all that stuff together. And my ass, I just show up. So I feel a little bad. Yeah, I'm not going to laugh because I'm just like, dude, I feel bad because if I had to do all that prepping, I'd be like, just not my thing. It would be poor Janie, right? Because Janie would be the one doing it all. But (laughs) I feel for you, brother. And I know how you are and how anal you are and how you want to make sure everything goes perfect. You've probably looked up the weather for each day and figured out who's working, what shift at the fire department and the police department, (laughs) how many cars are going to drive by on average, the building or whatever, all that stuff you've taken into consideration. So I know you say he's right, Edgar, right? (laughs) (laughs) All that hard work that goes into it. And then now you have Edgar, right? Who's finally like at one point and you know, it's his baby. He does all this stuff, right? He does an amazing job. All these things it's Edgar, right? He goes and puts all this stuff together for us and orchestrates it all. And for once he was having a conversation, it was like, you know what, we finally gets to take some of that pressure off of Edgar and have Zach do it. But at the same time, I can see Edgar lets his baby to it. He wants to still be a part and make sure. And it's like these two trying to figure it out. And I'm just sitting here, whatever, when do I need to be there? And I'll show up. <laughs> and, then, and then he goes, by the way, Edgar, you're going to pick me up. So yeah, right? exactly. you know. <laughs> or, you know, the worst that I got was, Hey, John, we need you to do a class there. And I I said, okay. <laughs> sure. What day do I need to be there? And I'll be there. Of course, I'm calling a vendor like, okay, dude, I got this PowerPoint, but I need you to fix it. You know what I mean? Because you're the master at the PowerPoint and doing this and doing that. So I'm even throwing more shit onto Edgar's plate. But Zach, you're going to knock it out the park. I can't wait to be there and see the property. Hopefully, I don't scare your team off. <laughs> and they're prepared for me there, but I'll be on my best behavior. And I'm looking forward to seeing everybody. I can't believe we're sold out. We were thinking, are we going to get 80 people there? We're, we want to keep it small and intimate. This is our first one. We need to go through all. Obviously, there's going to be things that we're going to improve on and learn from because that's what we do. There's no way you can be perfect or great at anything unless you've done it multiple times. Okay, this is going to be like our little pre warm up, our preseason boot camp before the Vegas show. Let's not really push it very hard and let's not really spread it out very much. We're thinking, are we even going to get 80 people? Man, we filled up like that, dude. Yeah, it was, it was unbelievable, crazy. Right? Unbelievable. We filled up and we're turning people away, unfortunately, not because we don't want them there, just simply because of the facility we can't house anymore. It's not safe and it's Zach's researched the rule 485CB1 of the (laughs) municipal code. And once we have more than 80 persons in total weight of 1.4 tons or whatever, we're going to be in violation of 14 codes and it can be shut down. So we can't. (laughs) for sure. I do have to give big, huge thanks to Zach, even though I keep calling him every day. Did you do this yet? Did you do this yet? yet? And he's like, bro, can you stop? But there's a couple of things logistically that we're working out for this one, because obviously what's important for these is what gets really expensive to do is the space nowadays. It doesn't matter where you go. It's completely ridiculous how expensive the space itself is. The rest of the stuff you could deal with. So the first day we're going to have 70, 80 people in that room. So it's going to be tight, right? There's just a lot of logistics because Hayward wants to start to set up their room, right? But in that room, we also need to have some tables for lunch. We can't eat outside because it's going to be too hot in Houston in in August. And so there's some logistics. The other thing that we want to make sure is you're going to have 80 people in a room. So Zach and I are talking about the logistics for the air conditioner, right? You have those two big doors and then you have everybody opening and closing the doors. That room will get to 80 degrees very quick because it's two big doors, and so the logistics, okay, let's just tell people not to use the front door and they can walk in. There's a side door where they lead in and then we can control that. Obviously, poor Zach's been dealing with all the air conditioner issues and trying to figure out that we've got enough circulation in the room and all that. And I know that to a lot of people that kind of sounds like it's anal, but it's a lot of those details that we got to make sure. Can you imagine having 70 people sit in 80 degree in a room with no circulation? We'd all be fighting be each other by oh, the yeah. end of it. Yeah. So I think the classroom stuff, I think the curriculums we'll have down. I think it's a new space. So it's just a matter of us working out all those logistics so everybody is comfortable. But, but I can tell you this, I'm super excited, like Zach was saying, to get together the night before, like we normally do, hang out, eat some food, just chill with everybody. And here, look, <laughs> <laughs> Corey, bro. 
<laughs> so here's what happened. So Corey's burning me here, but y'all didn't go to Edgar's backyard barbecue event. He's learned. We love you. When they came out for the financial business class, I took them to Heart Eight. And I thought that Heart Eight was all enclosed. When we got to the Heart Eight, no, only about half of the building is enclosed. And then there's like these patio seatings that has these garage door type things that come down. And none of that was air conditioned, but there was nowhere else to eat. There was nowhere else to eat. So we all had to sit in this patio in July in Dallas and it was like 95 degrees. So they had a field day with me. So Corey, I'm just trying to make sure that doesn't happen to us again. So <laughs> did you know people have BTU ratings? Of BTUs that we put off. How many BTUs? I don't know the number, but I had an AC company in here. We were doing all the math and they figured out like exactly the tonnage we need and everything to withstand an event like this. And it's, it was pretty interesting that they could really just dial that in through, okay, the average person, BTU ratings. That makes sense. That yeah. totally makes sense. But that's the logistics that we're Oh my been God. Out. Look at that. Now Jeanette is burning me over here replying to Corey. It was an inexpensive sauna. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's my biggest fear right here. Look at that. And he's going, look, he's going, I'm bringing in a nice chest AC cooler for myself. <laughs> By the way, Zach, do you have the AC stuff figured out? <sighs> Monday. You're not, not going to answer. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, John. You see what happens, John, why I have to be on my A-game? Yeah, you see yeah. what I'm doing, how I say, oh, it's on you guys, so if it screws up, I got nothing to do with it. Dude, you'll come on the podcast and burn us. Oh, my God. That was the worst ever. I knew I should have I knew I should have just taken a hold of this. He's knucklehead. I told them they wanted to do it, and I finally let them do it. Look at what they do. I'm no Anyways. fool. <laughs> Anyways. All right, guys. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us tonight. I know everybody's out there. We want to thank you for joining the live. Come and join us, me and John, next Wednesday on the Instagram Live. And Mr. Zach, Mr. John, thank you so much for coming on. I know you guys are super busy. Our friend Lobuck here. Awesome podcast, fellas. Have a great rest of your weekend to you too, Lobuck. Everybody listening, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Have a great one, guys. Bye. See ya. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook, or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for. PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry. A pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com.